The Street Smart Biz and Retirement Show, Retirement Mastery, and Ron Richards are not tendering tax, legal, or investment advice. This content and information is based solely on Ron Richards' personal opinions and research. If tax, legal, or investment advice is required, you should seek the services of a qualified professional. This is the Street Smart Biz and Retirement Show with Ron and Julie Richards on 1310 KFKA. Now, here's Ron and Julie. Good morning. Good morning, Northern Colorado. Welcome to Street Smart Biz and Retirement. My name is Ron. And Julie Richards. Top of the morning to you all out there. Uh, what a great week we've had, huh, Jules? Yeah, the weather's been awesome, except for the, you know, smokiness. But Well, the smokiness. It's been an interesting week. We had a, a kind of a debate right in the middle of the week, didn't we? We did. You know what? It was kind of a you-know-what show. It was a little bit, I mean, I know Julie liked it and everything, and I I was like, you know, I, I love my country. I'm just not sure about our government. <laughs> Sometimes it's really hard to figure out who to trust and who to believe. And, you know, it, it just seems like if I heard the word lie, you're a liar. Or, yeah, that's not true. You know, back and forth. Both of them were saying it. And so it was kind of frustrating for me. And uh, Well, in you know, history, throughout history, politicians lie. That's well, they mudsling, they too, a little bit, don't they? You think? There was a little bit of mudslinging going on. And uh, what about locally? We, uh, we, You know, a week ago tonight, we had a really good time in Loveland, didn't we? We did. We did. My nephew was in town. Him and his wife were in town looking at some business opportunities here in the northern Colorado region. And um, we ended up going to Loveland, and there was about five bands playing, wasn't there? Yeah, it was some great music. I think Loveland is, um, you know, kind of... Kind of copy Greeley. And I was kind bit. of amazed that they didn't really have the streets shut down. And um, even people that were out and about didn't, not as many people were wearing masks. Obviously, when you walk in a store, you had, or walk in a uh, restaurant, you had to wear a mask and that kind of thing. But other well, than that, outside- it was pretty. Dining, you you yeah. you know, people sitting at tables, you can't eat and drink and wear masks. That's not. Easy. But it's good to see businesses starting to thrive again. That's what I was going for, is that, you know what? I mean, we've been in this lockdown, shutdown, COVID, one-niner, whatever you want to call it, for some time now. And it start, you know, you're starting to see the, the regulations and more people are being more lenient towards the mask and social distancing and all well, that. Well, as the percentage— Did you of, wash your hands this morning? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. As the percentage of deaths go down in the United States— Yeah. Um, as we're having more and more tested, the percentage of death is going way, way down. It's like point zero 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 something. Um, as we get more and more of the testing done, the percentage. Yeah. But um, we are seeing a bit more lockdowns in Europe. Um, their cases are going up. Yeah. And so that's causing a little bit of concern in the stock and bond market. And we can talk about that in the... And our prayers go out to the first, you know, the president and the first lady that, you know, they're going through it right now. And uh, and so hopefully, you know, they, they'll have, you know, I, obviously they'll have the best medical care you could possibly get, you know, at Walter Reed Hospital. So, you know, some of that stuff is really it's a little bit scary that, you know, our president has it. So Right. And we need to continue our prayers for all of the people, people that are dealing with it and all of the people that make decisions right. for us. 
um, as a country because we lead the world. And so what we do matters. It does matter. It does matter. Speaking of matter, let's talk a little bit about our, our Street Smart Snapshot. I know that's a mouthful. Yep. But uh, we take a snapshot of everything um, that we think really matters when it re- in regards to financial matters, retirement planning, business matters. And uh, so we do a snapshot every week of the different markets. And we'll start with the S&P 500. Uh, it's at 3348. Again, we're within 50 points of all-time highs. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is about a 1,000 away from its high, and it's at 27,682 uh, as of the close of, of the market yesterday. NASDAQ is within 500 points of its all-time high, 11,075 on the NASDAQ. Uh, crude oil kind of had a tough week. Uh, crude oil is down to 37 bucks a uh, barrel at, at crude oil. Gold's at 1904 an ounce. So Kind of came back pretty strong. Uh, it was as low as eighteen hundred last week. Nineteen oh four today. Silver's at twenty three eighty six. By the way, did you hear about the uh, settlement? J.P. Morgan Chase had had a settlement. In fact, uh, Micah sent me a little piece on it. He texted me over. He said, "Do you think nine hundred fifty million dollars is enough of a penalty?" So, in the grand scheme of things, you think that it's it is. But you think it it looks like a large number, but it's almost a billion dollars. The way they put it on their uh, their financials is the cost of doing business. It so when you is. look at it that way, it's like, all right, that's ridiculous. There needs to be um, more than that. There needs to be people going to jail. Well, again, that's you know, it just seems like Wall Street gets away with things that the average person would never get away with, and it's kind of sad to see. Um, but you know, it's the way we've you know allowed big corporations and big banks uh, to to thrive, even at the cost of you know stealing money from the little guy and the medium guys. Right, and you know how I feel about that. It is the absolute smoking gun or the absolute epicenter of everything that's going on. Is you know, we that... talked, you know, we, it is, and we talked last week about the Cantillion effect right. of, you know, what, what goes above trillion dollars. It's the Cantillion effect that the people closest to Wall Street um, benefit the most, the big banks, the big corporations, you know, with all the bailouts and things that happen, they got the money first. And then the average person out there got 1200 bucks. You know, right. And so, you know, it's just a pittance compared to what Wall Street gets. Right. And I feel that that is the unrest that everybody is feeling here. And the cantillionaires do not want that um, focus on them. And yeah. so they create um, the havoc to give people something to be angry about because they're already angry. Now we got to focus that anger. So they sure don't want it focused on them. Yeah. They don't want to look in the mirror, do they? No, the natives. The natives are getting restless. The natives are getting restless. Ten-year bond, uh, taking a little little hiccup oh. uh, on the upside, uh, up two point eight one. It's still really low, point six nine on a ten-year note. That means, folks, if you had a CD a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, and it was at two and a half or three percent, which you used to be able to get a two and a half percent CD. Now the CDs are renewing right around one percent. So um, it doesn't even keep pace with inflation or taxation um, on your money 
if it's in, all in a bank and, and you're wondering, how am I going to do this? You know, I'm living on this interest on my CDs. Most people uh, really don't know what to do. And uh, we've got some answers for them today. We're going to talk a little bit about some different things that we think might make some sense uh, around um, getting a better return on your money without risking your principal. And so, so speaking of bonds, um, yep, the mortgage rates, mortgage rates um, are at 2.99%. Um, they're just kind of hovering around that 2.65 to um, just under 3%. Um, and So they've be- come up a little bit. Last week it was like 2.6. Yeah, the uncertainty here um, with the some of the um, nations being going into kind of lockdown and, and, and Europe, um, the uncertainty of not having the second stimulus and them fighting about that and um, – you know, the, the jobs reports is something they're really looking at. So there's a bit of uncertainty there. So investors don't, they're the less and less want to buy mortgages, um, especially when they can take mortgage forbearance and stuff. So, so what happens is, what always happens is the Fed steps in. So the Fed is going to, they're scheduled to purchase $4.31 billion of mortgage bonds um, this week, you had the, the Fed had never been allowed. Five years ago, the Federal Reserve was never allowed to buy um, to buy stocks, to buy bonds, and now they're right in the middle of Wall Street. On well, they have to fund it. Yeah. If they don't, who's going to buy them? It would freeze up yeah, if there were right. if there were no mortgages made. Nobody could sell. Nobody could buy. And the only way you could buy is with cash. So the price of houses, if somebody had to sell, would go way down because the only people that can buy are have cash. You know, it seems like we're in a really a hot real estate market right now with regards to residential. Right. Um, it just seems like every house that goes up, there's one or two or multiple offers on homes, isn't it? Right. And it's nationwide because yeah. we're hearing about it in Kansas, Kansas City, City, Chicago, even Illinois. Right, I mean, you're, right. Which, even in the high states, um, yeah. that asset, you know, the inflation's got to go somewhere. Because when you print money and you have more and more and more of it, that's inflation. And so they're directing it to the real estate market, yeah. which is, and the stock market, which is really difficult for for middle-income families. Well, and I believe people are taking money out of the market. They know something's wrong. Uh, even though the right. market continues to rise, continues to stay really high, people know, you know, I'm going to take some money off the table. Yeah, and um, brick and mortar looks like a better option. It's a hard asset. Uh, right. But, you know, the commercial market is still fairly hot, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm expecting it to go down as we've taught people how to deal without offices and that's right. You know, and that type of thing. But right now, it's investors, again, looking for a return um, and a place to put money. Well, yeah, they're not going to put it on deposit at the bank because they're only going to get less than 1%. Um, right. You know, if you put a quarter million dollars or a half million dollars in, you're going to get about a 1% return. Which means that you have to put it in something that is risky. Yeah. 
And so we're seeing people move money into, into real estate. Some other areas of asset allocation, if you will, would be things like Bitcoin, things like cryptocurrency, gold and silver. So uh, people turn to uh, things that have been around forever and ever. Gold and silver has been around 5,000 years. And so people are buying. We're seeing the price of gold continually rise. The price of silver continually rise, even though... J.P. Morgan still controls the whole deal. Um, you know, they own the, the whole asset called SLV. They own the silver behind SLV. And everybody thinks, if I buy SLV, I've got silver. Well, you don't have possession of that silver. And for every person that owns one, uh, that, that, that SLV says they have in silver, there's 300 people in line that don't own anything. And it's just a paper. And so, right. So when people or pensions or anybody that has a lot of uh, paper silver, paper gold, um, if they stand for order, I think it's called, um, then that means, no, I won't take money for it. Give me the actual thing. That's when this whole Ponzi scheme First off, Probably. that doesn't happen. Nobody ever asks for their, their gold. And when they do, they don't give them their gold. They give them the SLV. Here's your cash that you paid for SLV. You don't get your silver. You don't get your gold. It's not take possession of kind of thing. Well, understand, but that's what happened in the 1970s. That's why we cut off um, our right. paper money from gold is because other countries said, give us our gold. And so our but gold our money is, is getting... back today. Our currency is backed by the full faith of the U.S. government. Yes, it is. <laughs> I have to so laugh speaking because of, I think it's kind of funny. Speaking but... of gold and silver... Uh, how's my horse doing? We'll, well, how's Goldilocks doing? Goldilocks is good. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, there it is. That's the start of the race. We started June 19th. June 19th. And we each took our stimulus money and we, uh, Julie, invested in one ounce of gold. She took a little bit more money added to the, yeah, the $1,200. $1,850 was my cost of my gold coin on June 19th. That's right. And I took the exact same amount, 1850 and I put it into Bitcoin. And, uh, of course, you know, Bitcoin at the time was, I think, $9,000 or whatever. But uh, Bitcoin today is $10,535. Ethereum is three forty six. Litecoin is $45. And XRP is at 23 cents. Those are top four or five. But let's talk a bit about, about the horse race. Um, right now, uh, your horse race, you are at $150 over. So you're basically at $2,000. Okay. Wow. Well, you know, it was higher and now it's come down, but uh, the horse race isn't over until December no. 31st. December 31st, we're going to take the money back out of the gold, back out of the uh, Bitcoin, and we're going to have some fun with it. Aren't See we? what we did. See what we did. Bitcoin is at 257 So I'm up 1850 I'm at up $257 on my 1850 So you stop and think about that. If you'd have put the 1850 in the bank, what would you have today? Well, let's see. That would be July, August, September. You know, it's been three, four months. Three or four months uh, at a 1% return, annualized. I can't do, I can't do the annualized. Math. annualized so yeah. you'd had 0.25% return on your 1850. So much better choice. And again, it is truly a way to keep pace with inflation, to keep pace with the the rising amount of printing that the Federal Reserve is doing right now just to make ends meet, if right. you will. 
And so, so we're, we've got to take a break. That's the horse race. We will be right back. And uh, we've got a couple topics we're gonna, you're going to enjoy today. So be right back. And uh, this is Street Smart Business Retirement Show. And we started a segment in our show a while back called um, What's Going On Now and Why Why Does does It Matter? matter? Um, And again, I think it's a big deal because, you know, we've always thought that get financially educated or get left behind. Or get left behind. And I don't think it's more, you know, I, I think it's more true today than it's ever been. There is, you know, people are being bombarded. By marketing people from mutual funds to stock market to, you know, the bond markets to CDs to investments. And our big thing has been multiple streams of income. Don't put all your eggs in any one basket. And today, you know, when we talk about what's going on now, what's going on now is inflation is happening. And we know that things are going up in America, whether it's gasoline, whether it's your groceries, whether it's your health care, whether it's your education. We talked a little bit about that this morning before we came in, didn't we? That all these things are very highly manipulated, and it really does matter that you're paying attention to what you're doing with your money. And so, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how do you get better returns? How do you protect your assets? And especially if you're in what we call the fragile risk zone, where you're five years from retirement or five years after retirement, you can't afford to lose a lot of principal um, on your portfolio because it's going to affect your income. And so those are things we're going to talk about today. Hugely, even more than outside of that fragile risk zone because once you're you know 10 years into retirement 20 years into retirement it, it it is not as dangerous as that fragile risk zone yeah because your life expectancy is less so you know you you know if you're in your 70s or 80s your life expectancy usually in your 80s is maybe you're going to live five more years you know, you might live to 100, but the average person, you know, I think the average female lives to like 86 and the average male lives to like 78 or 80, right at 80. So that's the life expectancy of the average person, right? Right. So we have actuaries that can tell you based on your month and year that you were born, um, when they do life insurance, they can figure out exactly the month and year you'll die. Yeah. And you know, there's there's different things and we, we've talked about mortality credits and we've talked about, you know, different things like that that the, the annuity actuaries use to figure out a monthly payout, whether it's a, a five-year payout, a 10-year payout, or a payout that is used for the rest of your life. And those are the kind of tools that you should be using in your retirement planning. And if your advisor is not talking about using annuities for your monthly expenses, and I'm not talking about your travel money or your just your play money to go to Vegas. I'm talking about your... Covering your nut? Your, well, no, it's the mug. Covering your mortgage, covering your utilities, covering your groceries. That's what we call the mug, right? That's right. Mortgage, utilities, and groceries. We talk about that a lot because we talk about it with disability. So it's a protection of your income because 
uh, everything for us in our personal life and in the life of our clients has to do with monthly income. It really and and how do you take assets and turn them into monthly income and and do so without risk. So we want you to start thinking like a smart investor. We want you to start thinking like an investor that has been educated. And to know that my mug, my mortgage, my utilities, my groceries, maybe it's your rent, utilities and groceries, that is all taken care of. And you do that with an indexed or a fixed annuity that pays you X amount of dollars per month for the rest of your life. And then anything above and beyond that, no problem if you want to take risk with that money. Um, But again, it should be a calculated risk and you shouldn't put a lot of money at risk, you know, any one time. Right, because everything has to do with balance. But um, the the thing about that, about annuities, is it it is the other side of life insurance. So it's, it's part of the biggest question that we get from people who are looking at retirement is will my will I outlive my money yep. that is the biggest question and that is the uh, the way that you put this puzzle together with a, a bit of balance well there are about six risks here and I'm gonna just name them taxation is a risk of your money okay catastrophic illness is a risk of your money Market risk, losing money in the stock market, is a risk of your right. portfolio. Longevity risk that you just talked about. Can I outlive my money? I want to make sure that my money outlives me. And, and again, to me, that is the highest risk because that is a multiplier of all the other risks. That's right. And then you have inflation risk, legal risk, and premature death risk. And those are all risk. But I think the biggest two or three are what you talked about, long- longevity, inflation, and taxation risk. Those three things affect your money the most, uh, especially along with health care. Well, I think for different people, it's different things. That's right. Um, a low, lower wage earner or a lower person economically is going to have less risk of taxation. Yep. Whereas a higher earner, that's going to be their risk. And then the health figures in differently for everybody. But no matter what, longevity is always, because it's the risk multiplier. The longer you live, the more you'll see taxation. The more you'll subject yourself to catastrophic illness, the more you subject yourself to taxation and all of it. And that little thing called social security. You know, it just makes me feel secure thinking about it, doesn't it? Well, you, you know, it is It is in the bucket of no-sell money. It is. It is absolutely part and of the social no Social Security is an annuity. That's right. It, it truly is an annuity, and that's what it's designed to be. The problem with Social Security is we don't know if it's going to keep pace with inflation. I mean, you know, they give you this little little inflation bump every three to five years on inflation, but it's usually less than 1%. Right. So if you're getting a check for 1500 you might get a check for 1550 Again, understanding inflation is such a big part of your retirement. So when we coach people and we teach people about retirement planning, we want to make sure you have an increasing income in your retirement plan. And if your advisor is not talking about ways to increase your income without risk, of going out and buying junk bonds, going out and buying the FANG stocks, going out and buying ETFs that are tied to higher risk assets, 
then then we're really missing the boat. And so it's understanding that the annuity is designed to be just like a Social Security check. It is no-so money. It's not hope-so money. And you use the word, uh, what, what's the word, hopium? Oh, Ron says I smoke opium. Well, once in a while, you know, <laughs> we, we put out there that there, there's so much hope in the world. And it's our, it's important that you have hope and you believe in certain things and you have, you know, your character is good and those kind of things. But when you when you're talking about people's money, it's really important to understand you better have the basics covered first and an indexed and a fixed index or an, uh, just a regular fixed annuity is one of the best ways to do that, to cover that mug, your mortgage, your utilities, your groceries. Right. And the only companies that can do this are life insurance companies because um, they're covering the risk on both sides, the risk that you die too soon and the risk that you live Live too too long. long. We'll be right back. We're going to cover some more good stuff coming right up. And this is Street Smart Business Retirement Show. And you know, it feels like everything's normal out there, doesn't it? Yeah. Markets are going along nicely. Uh, you know, everything feels like it. You know, what could possibly go wrong? Well, it feels like that to people who are employed. Well, it pe- doesn't for people that no, are No, for sure. That's right. And there's 50, probably 30 to 40 million people unemployed just in the few. country right now. Just a few. And so it really is. We're in crazy times that we're living in. I mean, we're right in the middle of a presidential election. We're right in the middle of a COVID, you know, with with what's going on as far as the pandemic, plandemic, whatever you want to call it. I think we really, really, really need to have a party on, on New Year's Eve. You do. Yeah. Say goodbye to this year. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. Smoke a a little hopium and know that 2021 is getting better. And again, how they work it is, you know, they create the problem. You know, it's problem, reaction, solution. And that's how, you know, that's how things get changed. And the problem is a pretty big problem in their eyes, right? Uh, even though the death rate don't, don't, doesn't appear to be going up, but it really is going to affect everything. It's going to affect all parts of our lives and our kids and our grandkids' life. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at our grandkids going to school, wearing a mask, but, but the second they sit down, they can take the masks off. Like, like the germs aren't still right there on the table, right? You know, across from their, their you know, schoolmates and those kind of things. Well, the so, schools are doing the best that they can, given the circumstances that they have. That's right. That's right. And, and again, you know, it's not who's right, it's what's right. And getting back to the retirement planning, if your advisor's not talking about these issues that we touch base on, and you're not hearing anything about diversifying your assets into real estate, diversifying your assets into things like hard assets like gold and silver, cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Ethereum, or things like indexed annuities, fixed annuities to cover those basics in everyone's budget, uh, then then you've missed the mark, advisor. And so you probably need to find a new advisor. Give me a call, 970-310-4084. I've sat down with clients this week, and um, we've got a lot of different options. Everything from a a, a fixed annuity that's paying 3.25% where there's no risk. It's just like a CD uh, earning 3.25% on your money. 
that's tax deferred. So that's like getting a 5% CD on your money. And there's no risk whatsoever as far as the market. There's no risk whatsoever as far as you ever losing principal. You're just going to get three and a quarter on your money. And so that's a pretty good fixed annuity, and it's for a time frame of five years. And so you have to leave it in there for five years, but you're getting three and a quarter. Pretty good vehicle for some of your money. Um, so in my right, opinion, so it's like tying it up in a CD. It's just it's similar to a CD, but it's tax deferred. In a CD, your money's taxed. The interest oh, yeah. you have to pay taxes on. I forgot about that little detail. So if you're in a 20% tax bracket, getting three and a quarter on your money is like getting four or four and a quarter on your money. So it's truly much better than just leaving your money sit in the mattress or leaving your money sit in a CD or worse yet, just a money market savings account. Okay, so that would be just a fixed annuity. And uh, and and there's a lot of different kind of fixed annuities out there. You just want to make sure you buy an annuity from a a good A rated company. Um, You know, you could look at a B or B plus rated company, but we like I've always done business with a, you know, B plus or higher companies. And so there's a lot of great choices out there with just a fixed annuity. And that's what a fixed annuity does. Pays you a percent and you get that money. And then at the end, when you take the money out. Out, you pay taxes on the interest only. Um, you don't pay taxes on the principal. That would be for a non-qualified annuity. For a qualified annuity, if it's an IRA or a 401k rollover or a 403b rollover, you do pay the taxes on everything that you take out of those annuities or investments, whatever. Because they were taxable to start with. Well, they were before tax. tax. You bought yeah. them with pre-tax dollars. Yeah, you never paid tax on them before. In fact, you got a tax write-off when you put money in them. Right. So your business partners, the IRS, with all of that money. So when you understand that none of that money has ever been taxed and you understand that's why we talk about diversification of tax classes, not putting all your eggs in an IRA or a 401k, diversify between tax free, tax deferred and taxable money. And that sometimes seems a little complicated, but it's not. I got one chart that I can show you, and it'll be an aha moment. I promise you. I showed it to a a CFO yesterday, and he went, interesting. Nobody would ever taught me this before. He's a CFO of a big company. And it was unbelievable how it was an aha moment when he looked at it. And um, because most people, what do they do? They go to work for an employer, and the first thing they do when they sit down with the human resources people is they talk about their 401k options, right? Right. Their medical options, their pension plan, if there is one, that day's gone. <laughs> so, But they talk about their 401k options. Well, nowadays, there's a 401k option called a Roth 401k. You can buy a, a Roth 401k, and all the money that goes in it is with after-tax dollars. But all of the earnings on that money, all of the growth, all of the deposits in that money in that Roth 401k or a regular Roth IRA are tax-free. So you're paying the, the tax on the seed, not the harvest. That's exactly right. So when you go to pull that money out of the harvest that you've accumulated all this growth on that money, as you take it out, I guess that comes from your farming days, doesn't it? No tax. (laughs) So which would you rather pay tax on, the seed or the harvest? I'd rather pay taxes now and let my money grow tax-free so when I tap that money in retirement, when I take money out of the Roth IRA, it comes out tax-free. Right. Plus, there's no mother may I, right? 
There's no mother may I. Yeah. And as long as you kept that Roth IRA for five years, you can withdraw that money out of the Roth without any taxation or penalties whatsoever. I like it. It is a great, great It's not quite choice. as good as the tax-free one, but, you know. What well, is tax-free? No, taking it out, but I had to pay the tax to put it in. Yeah. Well, you just bought it with after-tax dollars. Right. That's right. That's right. So, again, understanding that and then life insurance cash values. If you've got a life insurance policy that has been accumulating money and it's growing tax-free and it's tied to an index or a universal life or whatever, um, that money also, you can borrow against that money tax-free. You can take that money out tax-free, and you can kind of become your own banker. And I tell people, if you're going to put money aside for college education, you're going to put money aside for a new car or a house down the road, why not use life insurance cash value as a vehicle to accumulate money? You're protecting your family. If you don't make it, uh, your family gets that benefit tax-free. Free, by the way. Life insurance death benefits are tax-free. Life insurance cash values are tax-free, assuming you don't cancel the policy and just crash the whole policy. If you crash the policy and you've earned more than what you've put in, that portion is taxable if you you just cancel the policy. So understanding there are some rules, but once you know the rules, once you know the products and the different vehicles to get there... It's easy to make good decisions. Right. So when you take money out of the policy, take it as a loan and pay it back just like you would a bank. You'd yeah. have to pay a bank. Only you're paying yourself back. The interest. I like that option better. It really is. So you're accumulating money. You're not borrowing money from the bank at 6% or 8% or whatever it is. You're borrowing money from your own policy. And even if you don't pay it back, you're paying that interest in your payment. So guess what? Your money's going back in. You're accumulating your own asset that you become your own bank, and you can create a way to start using it for college education, using it for a down payment on a house. Right. Maybe it's to but buy it's going to perform so much better if you treat that as a loan and pay it back. That's right. It is. It truly is. And your death benefit doesn't go down. So if you if I had a $100,000 policy and I borrowed 10,000 out and hadn't paid it back. And hadn't paid it back, when I die, uh Julie would get $90,000 because we took a loan against the policy, okay? So once you understand the rules and why you'd want to use that as a vehicle to accumulate money for college, for a down payment on a house and those kind of things, it really does make sense to to really learn about life insurance, annuities, and vehicles that are different asset classes other than just the stock market or ETFs or FANG stocks. Not that we're opposed to any of those things because I believe you should have growth in your portfolio. Right. It's all about the balance. It's all about the balance and the asset allocation and how you're going to protect those assets as you get closer to retirement. We started that conversation. We started the, the, the call today, the call, the show today about talking about Cover your mortgage, your utilities, and groceries with money that's guaranteed. That's where the annuities come into play. Right. And that's where um, you really need to have an expert and a uh, protection advisor um, is um, a lot more in tune in understanding the annuities than a accumulation advisor because their focus is accumulation. So, well, the preservation advisor, which what is what I am, really looks at the big picture. 
We're not just trying to grow that money and accumulate it all. We're also looking at the distribution of that money when it comes time to start taking money out. Right. But there is a plethora of different kinds of annuities. And so that's where where you really need to um, to understand that there's a difference. Yeah. There's a big difference between a variable annuity and a a fixed uh, index. Fixed index. There so. is. That's exactly right. And so if you have questions regarding that, Ron is the expert. Yeah. If you own a variable annuity, uh, we'll come back. We've got to come back after a break, but we'll talk a little bit. We'll finish the show up with that. And we'll, fourth quarter coming up. We'll be right back. Good, Micah. Very good. Love that song. That's that's awesome. Uh, you know, we're we're talking a little bit about you know what decisions you make and what is your intention, what is your purpose, and and again, understanding that you know this is not this is every single person I sit down with is different. Every single person, it's not one size fits all. That's why I'm an independent agent. I represent several insurance companies, several life insurance companies, several annuities. Um, and, and so we try to fit the, the correct annuity with the need and the problem and the solution around creating that other stream of income that's guaranteed. And most people like the peace of mind. People that get that Social Security check or even a para check, a pension called the, the you know para, they they really like to know that every single month at the same time of the month that deposit shows up in their checking account. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing, and understanding that there's buckets of income that most people never get educated about. And I tell people, listen, financial education, financial literacy, getting the knowledge and learning, most importantly, learning about how this money can apply to my situation, it it really matters. And uh, most people really don't understand uh, the difference between a preservation advisor and an accumulation advisor and a accumulation advisor versus an income planner. And and you're moving into retirement and most people want to know that, you know what, I did the right thing. I have the peace of mind of knowing I'm going to have a happy retirement. And, and again, we talk about different segments of retirement, don't we, Julie? We do. We do. We have the, the go-go years. When you first retire, you're excited about it. You're all turned on about you're going to travel. You're going to do this. You you really are going to go-go in those re- first few years of retirement. Maybe it's five or ten years. And then you get into the slow-go years. Maybe it's your 70s. Maybe for some people, it's their 60s. They've just worked so hard. They're so tired. Body's by worn t- out. Their body's worn out. They're tired. And so that we call the slow go years. And you just don't want to do anything but stay home and kind of just recuperate after the 40 years of putting in, you know, your blood, sweat and tears into a, a business or into working for somebody or teaching or whatever it might be. You want to be in the slow go years. Yeah, I'm watching mom in the slow go years and. The slow go years is well before. Let's talk about before pandemic. Yeah, um, life. But it was still they didn't go out in the evenings after dark. Right. And they didn't um, travel 
much. But she did shop, even in her slow-go years. During the daylight hours. That's what I mean. She so did, there was know, a yeah. certain period of the day that she had to do things. And then after that, that's right. Um, they were home and in, in for the night. And it seemed like um, more and more of that time is, is taken up by doctor visits. And so it's go-go, slow-go. And, and then, then no-go. And then no-go, meaning, you know what? You're not going anywhere. You need help at home. You need someone to come in. Maybe it's assisted living. Maybe it's home health care. Uh, but you're in the no-go years, meaning you're at the end of your life. And you know what? Assuming your money has, has uh, treated you well, you can get quality health care. You can get quality uh, people to come in and, and help you through the no-go years into the phase of before you pass away and, and those kind of things. So understanding we're all going through. Through this, there's no one that gets out alive. When you start to understand that, it well, starts to make. If you get the privilege to live, to get to the no-go years, that's right. Um, but um, we have some great options for that, as far as helping to pay for that. So there's less mother may I, yeah, um, and not having to go the Medicare. I've even got two Medicaid or three annuities, two, two or three annuities that um, depending on where you're at, if you buy this annuity, they double the income. So if your income was 10000 a year, if you go into assisted living or a skilled facility, it goes to 20000 a year of income. You so have to it, have a medical need to go into assisted living. You have living, to pass right? uh, two, two out of the six ADLs, activities of daily Living. Some of these assisted livings look like the Taj Mahal to me. It's like, okay, I'll go. Yeah, those <laughs> no-go years don't look so bad in those places, do they? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're not no-go. I mean, you look at assisted living, you go. No, you can go. You I mean, or go. you can just hang out. But they're three square meals a day, and they've got chefs, they've got people serving you. It, you're right. It, and it people does to look drive like, you. Yep. And you have the social aspect of it. You do. And so, you do. yeah. And we have some of the greatest, I think, facilities right here in Greeley. Oh, we do. We absolutely. Hey, thanks for being with us. Get financially educated. Or get left behind. Have an awesome week. Go out and shop local. Thanks for being with us today. Have a great weekend. God bless. The Street Smart Biz and Retirement Show, Retirement Mastery, and Ron Richards are not tendering tax, legal, or investment advice. This content and information is based solely on Ron Richards' personal opinions and research. If tax, legal, or investment advice is required, you should seek the services of a qualified professional.